Yo, it is Monday. We're about to have some fun. We got to talk about a new champion today. A new one. Some frontline fundamentals from the front line and a pop up brand play from Chick fil A. We got to rhyme the first one. Ah, that was strong. That was strong. You gotta rhyme the first one. Just tell, let people know you're serious. Let them know you're serious when you rhyme it on a Monday morning. Not messing around. Rhyming on a Monday. Let's go. Oh, hope everybody had a really good weekend. Good morning, Larry. It's good to see you. I always, when Larry shows up in the live stream first thing, it's like, you know we're doing something now. You know we're right. How was your weekend? Did you have a good weekend, Paul? I, I did. Oh, I did. So, good. like, you know, we took a little family vacation last week. We're back in the saddle and I tried to like be still really intentional about, you know, kind of spending time with my family. When you have teenagers, you have to be emotionally present more than physically present. I'm finding out this thing, <laughs> right? And instead of this like yeah. demeanor that I've had in the past where you like, you go on a vacation, you fill it up, right? And then you start to drain it out by like getting back to your business. I'm like, I'm going to with the mindset, I'm gonna fill it up and I'm gonna maintain it full, right? So that was there my weekend, go. like just attention on attention. How about you? Nice. Oh, no, it was a good weekend. I mean, we had a nice little chill weekend and uh, my parents were in town for a day. And so that was nice and got to just chill with that. Like we literally, I think we went out to Chick-fil-A, speaking of Chick-fil-A, yeah. and that was it. Everything else was on the chill mode this weekend. All right, so we'll take that. We'll take that. We'll take that. Hope everybody else had a good time out there. Um, a lot of cool things in store for this week. Um, this Friday, I don't know. Do we talk about this right now or do we announce this like at a different time? I don't know. You don't know either. <laughs> All right, we're gonna hold, we're gonna we're gonna hold off on that until we everybody everybody's just thrown their phone across their Come car. On. They're like these guys. Well, I put it in the show notes, and we didn't talk about it. But there's okay. It's not going to be in the show. We'll talk about it tomorrow or later today. Um, so there's there that whole go. thing. We will say though, we are going to be at the Reuters Automotive Event in May in Las Vegas, 16th and 17th. We're going to be moderating some of the the main stage panels, setting up a podcast booth. So check it out. Uh, we'll link it up. It's not linked up in the show notes if you just google reuters automotive event las vegas it'll be there and i'm super like excited one two and three yeah. <laughs> right right and i'm super excited because i found out there's a new airline breeze airways founded by the guy who founded JetBlue, flies out of syracuse they have a direct from syracuse to las vegas for 250 dollars that i sit in a first class seat and i leave here at nine and i get there first at like 11 class. well yeah that's the one without the cardboard underneath of you. <laughs> hey, I watch reviews, man. People are saying, if you remember back strong. to the beginning of JetBlue, JetBlue is revolutionary. In JetBlue or beginning of Southwest or whatever it is, right? Yeah, Got to get like, them in the beginning yeah. because we know what happens after that. <laughs> That's right. That money-making time. Speaking of money-making time. Stop. Segway. Time. Way to get us into the news. Yo. Get into it, Paul. Here get we go. It. It's official. We have a new front runner as Lithia has now officially overtaken AutoNation, um, who has held basically the number one position of uh, publicly traded auto dealers since 1997. So last wow. year, Lithia sales rose 4.2%, um, and AutoNation's dropped 12%. Lithia has also been on an acquisition spree, but basically they uh, sold 40,000 more cars in AutoNation. Now, check this. I had I had to like like dig into and read about the... Um, the growth of Lithia, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is like the tortoise and the hare story. Maybe not the, maybe it's just the story of the tortoise. But they broke into the top 10 back in 1999. That's a while ago. And then they hovered okay. between numbers eight and nine for 14 years. So between wow. 2000 and 2014, they were either eight or nine. 
They acquired their first yeah. store in 2014. They were building the strategy. They became number five in 2015, number four in 2016, number three in 2018. In 2021, they passed Penske as number two. And then I played pinball with Brian DeBoer. <laughs> And all of a sudden, they're number one. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. All of a sudden. Okay. All of a sudden, they got announced. It was like it wasn't going to happen unless he played pinball with Paul. Granted, they had already sold as many cars as they were going to sell by the time I played pinball with them. They were just still counting totals. But either way, they they did claim the number one spot this year. Um, And let me just read this quote, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Brian DeBoer said uh, in a call with analysts after their earnings call, he said, we made a conscious decision. This is about moving forward. We made a conscious decision to utilize the majority of our cash flow toward acquisitions rather than redistributing them primarily toward shareholders or paying down debt. Um, As such, we have and will continue to establish the foundation for massive competitive advantage you know, advantages and size, like using size and leveraging size for competitive advantage. And uh, when they asked him, what do you think about being number one? He's like, we don't, we don't have a comment on that. Mic yeah, because now, exactly. <laughs> and, and they shouldn't, like they, they are What's on a growth mean? strategy that is, well, it's retail minded. I mean, just look at what they've done with driveway, right? Like the, the intention with, Acquisition strategy and growth via retail uh, via a retail mindset is altogether different from the rest of the publics and the rest of auto groups. They are after a different audience, right? They are they are playing in the game of the Carvanas and the Carmaxes, and they're and they're leveraging their size and scale to go at more size and scale. I mean, literally, they're they're just putting delivery centers in. I mean, Brian Boris said it multiple times, like they want to have a location, a physical location within 100 miles of every single U.S. citizen. And they are they're after that goal. And it serves both a local game and a national game with with the driveway strategy. They've been very intent about their intentions. And I I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. Like he said, they're going to leverage their cash position to go after acquisition, not paying down debt or paying stockholders. And I I think that the stockholders are responding kindly to that. Um, I I don't see how you could not. And, and, and for me, and this is the, the encouragement that I give every single mid to large size group is leverage your scale to become bulletproof, right? Mm. They are a used car operation and a machine um, when it comes to future-proofing themselves against any OEM changes, as well as including themselves in OEM uh, direct-to-consumer sales because they become the most logical choice for distributorship. So like this strategy, in my opinion, is is sound, and I don't see any reason why they're going to get anyone catching up anytime soon. You know, the... I'm thinking like, okay, what's going on uh, in the Auto Nation halls or the Penske halls or any of the other publics? And if I think if they're smart, they're, I mean, yeah, it's fun to be number one, but the reason Lithia is number one is because they picked a strategy and they stuck to it, right? They didn't follow like the pop culture wave of like what we should do this year and what we should do that year. And so to yep. your point, like paying attention to where it is that you're going and just being like, hey, okay, it's fun to be number one, but we're not even going to comment on that because it doesn't have anything to do with how we're going to execute our strategy best, right? Like the consumer will decide which strategy is working best in the end anyway. Um, But, you know, a lot of Brian DeBoer, and if you know and getting to spend a little time with him and reading about him, it's like, it is. he's a man who like, he sticks to the fundamentals, man, and he just hammers it home. 
Speaking of fundamentals. Segway. Real segways this week. I guess naps done in the with mic. the trash segways the of last week. Yeah. The Friday segway. was tough. It was We're coming in hot on Monday. Real <laughs> real segways. You want to take this one? No, you got it. You all right, got right, it. Right, okay, okay, okay. I didn't know if you're leaning in. So um so there is an awesome email that exists in automotive, and it comes out every Saturday, and it happens to be really? called the Weekly Recharge. <laughs> no, we do. We have an amazing, you know, it's funny. I, I'm, I'm able to partake of the Saturday email because I'm not a part of building it at all. So when it comes in on Saturday, I read it, and I get to experience it like super fresh. And this week, yeah. I read the email. I was like, man, these are so good. They're so good. And we try to feature <laughs> right. someone on the front lines of the industry with a fresh, not reported anywhere else story. And this week, it was a story of uh, about Jordan Cox, the digital marketing manager at Gates Automotive in Middlebury, Indiana. Um, and he talked about his mentor. He talked about what he what his role is in the company, his mentality. And he's like a real deal, like getting it done player in the game. He's the marketing manager and he no pays doubt. attention to marketing. He makes content. And he was talking about, um, you know, he's talking about his colleague, Clint, and their mentor who passed away recently. And there's so many nuggets in this. I'm going to read this from the article. It says, a few weeks ago, Clint and I were talking and laughing and crying, and we decided to come up with as many Sam-isms, Sam was the mentor, as we could. Clint and Sam both grew up on farms, so they pull together all these farm sayings. And from time to time, one of, one of the favorites that Sam would say is, we ain't farming half as good as we already know how. Right? Yeah, when I read that, I... So I, I, I titled the email for this weekend because when I read that and I, I, I think I actually messed up how many people opened it because there's kind of a little farming, uh, not, uh, not perfect grammar there, but we ain't farming half as good as we already know how. I mean, Michael Cirillo said this over and over and people over and over at NADA said we have to get back to the basics and... When this got dropped in there, I was like, whoa, what it really means is that we have all the know-how, we have everything put in there, we have like all of the tactical and practical pieces, and we're just not doing the things mm. that are necessary to farm good now. That hits hard, whoa. man. That hits hard, right? Hit me, especially in hit the me industry. right there. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it really does segue off the Lithia story and so many other great operators. Um, you know, no matter what new technology or great new idea, we already have the answer or likely know the answer to whatever problem we're trying to solve. And it's probably something super basic, super basic because of a yep. neglected fundamental. Um, you know, and, and the last thing they mentioned in the article, I, he's been thinking in terms of knowing how to treat people. We know how to talk to people. We oh. know how to help people. We know how to help them and move them toward what what they want. And I thought it's just a great reminder for the industry, for anybody, like literally for anybody in, in everywhere, whether it's relationships, you're having a relationship issue, you're having a workplace issue. Um, you know, you and I uh, have spent a lot of time in ministry and, and it's like, look, it's like people don't need another book on some new way to position the content oh. or a catchphrase. No, you already know what you're supposed to do. You just need more adherence to the knowledge you already have. So I, I know right now, if anyone listening thinks of a situation and they're like, actually, I probably already know how to solve this. If you just think about it for 30 seconds, you'll probably want. So um, just wanted to give a shout out to Jordan Cox for just reminding us as an industry and follow him on LinkedIn, follow him on social, uh, look him up, show him some love. He makes great content. He's a great engager yep. with the audience. So uh, thanks for giving us some of your time. And we just thought it was so good. We had to share it this morning. Just did. Yeah. Thinking it, of things. It was so good. Now, speaking of things that are just so good. Stop. Segway. Three in a row. Oh, man. This one, I, 
I read this one and I'm so glad you put it. There was, a, I mean, just as a note, if, if, if Paul and I would have both put the show together, there would have been 33 articles. So many good things morning. to talk about today. We on for an hour and a half because there's just a lot good going on inside and outside the, re, the, the industry. But Chick-fil-A is, uh, you know, being themselves and they ha are opening their very first, the break room, B-R-A-K-E, uh, a storefront pop-up in Manhattan's Upper East Side where food delivery gig workers for services like Uber Eats, Grubhub, and DoorDash can take a break between delivery. So they're going to be open from Monday through Saturday, naturally, from 11 to 7, <laughs> to food delivery workers showing a proof of delivery within the last week with, with one of those services. Um, they're going to have bathrooms, beverages, bike storage, outlets for phone chargers, a variety of seating, Wi-Fi, just a place for these people to go. You think about that. You are a lone ranger if you are delivering Door any type of it. food yeah yeah you are especially you in are new york like, city and you're an mercenary. employee of all of these different places right you are you are wearing the brand of a chick-fil-a or an arby's or you know whatever it may be you're wearing the brand of that and let me tell you i bet you anything people getting their chick-fil-a in manhattan over the next couple months from people that have visited the break service. room Man, it's going to be next level. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. So true. Hello. So true. This is an opportunity. I, the example that they set in saying like, serve the people without anything that directly comes back to you, right? It's got multiple yep. layers of effectiveness. Number one is what you just mentioned, right? You think they're actually going to benefit from them in food being hotter, them getting priority service. From, yes, it's absolutely. But another layer of it is, all the attention that you get from doing something, filling a need that Just needs to be filled. earned media on like we're steroids. we're talking about now it's a temporary thing right but they're just showing and they're paving the way and like i'm even thinking like gosh auto dealers have so much leverage in so many different uh, communities in all all across the country to do something like this and it doesn't even have to be a permanent installation right this is a four month pop-up it's a four month pop-up yep. and here it goes oh we got some comments coming in on this but it's a form of pop-up joe uh, let me get his name right uh, uh i'm not gonna get it right saracino s-a-r-a-c-i-n-o joe saracino senior vice president of brand strategy and advertising and media chick-fil-a said everyday chick-fil-a operators look to show care for their team members and communities in which the restaurants are located the food delivery community is an extension of that same experience chick-fil-a restaurants provide our guests an increasingly significant part of our business we created the break room as a small gesture a little thank you for, for them who serve our guests, especially in a market experience, high in demand and sometimes harsh winter weather conditions. New York City, Mayor Eric Adams, um, they're already kind of paying attention a little bit to this need saying like, hey, most people have a break room. Um, food delivery folks don't. So they're gonna like transition some maybe new stands and things like that into rest areas. But the Chick-fil-A break room is where it's at. The concept will remain open I'm through April 13th. All right, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you three Pencil. just low the lowest hanging fruit that a dealer could possibly leverage right now one Woo. parts delivery drivers oh, gosh. you're getting parts from napa and i mean all these parts delivery places throughout the day these people are always on the road running right it's not your person that's sitting behind the parts counter that can go to the break room right so make a space in parts dedicated to them leave a couple snacks leave a couple sodas a couple waters make sure that they know where that's at boom second 
delivery drivers for new vehicles and pre-owned vehicles. You know, the people that drop them off, always on the road, always on their own. Make sure that they know when they come to your spot to drop off your vehicles that you've got a spot that they can get in. They they know where the restroom is. They know where the, you know, a little bit of break room. Maybe they can maybe they can grab a snack or a drink before they ha- hit the road again on the house. Right. You think they might not be raising their hand to come deliver to ve- d- deliver vehicles to you? Priority service. What's your third one? What's Priority third one? service immediately. Right. Third one, hey, there's a lot of dealers actually doing um, valet pickup and delivery, and they're utilizing services um, from local uh, places that that employ some of these. Like they're they're similar to like an Uber Eats or a, or a Grubhub, but they're meant to be um, these valet pickup and drop off. I know a lot of people that are using Red Cap Delivery Service that they, they kind of have an agency connection for this. So make them give them a place too, right? Somewhere close to service, a place where they're going to always want to pick up your cars, take them, drop off in delivery, uh, because that service is becoming a high priority for really, really great customer service when it comes to to, to your fixed ops department. That's, so that's those are your three tips. places. Employ them right now. I'm telling you, take this from Chick-fil-A and run with it. Well, they say good writers borrow and great writers steal. So my suggestion would just be like steal Chick-fil-A's idea and do something for the DoorDash people and the Uber drivers and the things like there you that. Go. There. Because I'm not as creative I as Kyle. It. But uh, we hope we gave you enough to think about on a Monday. There's obviously a lot of work to do. And According to our little show here, there's a lot of really easy ways to do it. Like you already have the knowledge, so just go do some of that.